When a man loves you, he's gonna be protective over you because he knows how other men are looking at you. Every single straight man and straight woman that are together as friends, the minute the guy has an opportunity to use her body, he will. It's inherently in men. And your man understands this and that's why he's being protective of you. Nothing changed about the anatomy of men. Maybe they stopped talking about it publicly, but internally it's the same and he understands this. So he's protecting you because he sees you as his wife. Welcome to the Father's Day. I'm Destiny Peterson. Thank you all for being with me. Don't forget, you can support the Father's Day, and I appreciate it, by going to thefathersday.tv slash donate, and then on Locals, Locals as well. So click the link in the description to support the work there on Locals. I do appreciate it. I have with me today Aziza, and she is a Muslim comedian, and founder of the Collectively Married Social Media Channel, Azizia, Azizia, Azizia. Aziza. Aziza. Sorry about that. I'm black. You black. <laughs> Aziza, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Nice. So what is Collectively Married Social Media about? It's about getting everyone married and happily married. You know, in today's world, especially out in the West, we have such high divorce rates and people are very unhappy in their marriages and they tend to blame the spouse, their husband or their wife. Yeah. And then, you know, we see the effects on society, on kids, when reality is a little bit of accountability, a little bit of guidance, a little bit of healthy examples can help people get married. And so Collectively Married is all about that. We teach people. We have videos up there. We add a little sprinkle of comedy because studies have shown that comedy helps people grasp different topics right. and just, you know, absorb it. And so, yeah, that's what Collectively Married is. And you can always learn more by going to our website, collectivelymarried.com. Amazing. So you, you are a comedian. Yeah. And you I mean, I... I see comedy more as a tool. You know, I like the term educator. And I also feel like God has given me a purpose to show people what marriage can be, how you can find your soulmate, how you can get married. And I've always enjoyed laughing from a young age. It makes your heart rate race, makes more oxygen come to your mind. Yeah. And I feel like comedy is such a powerful tool that a lot of people don't use. And we see it today. Like, for example, during the time of the prophet, peace be upon him, you know, the most powerful tool then was poetry. People were drawn to strong poets. Right. And in today's society, people are drawn to funny people. You know, they want to talk to you more. They want to hear more. They'll laugh while they're having conversations with you. And so I've seen comedy as such a powerful tool and I leverage it in that way. Yes. Nice. So you live in the USA, right? Correct. And so, um, why did you become a Muslim? I was born Muslim. Oh, you were? And actually, yeah, at the age of 15, I had my own existential crisis about God. You know, I lost someone very dear to me, and I felt like it was an unfair death. And I began to question a lot of things. And so I went on my own journey, and I found myself right back in Islam. And so, 
you know, as I was searching, and I say this a lot, you take one step towards God. And in Islam, it says God takes 10 steps towards you. If you walk towards God, he runs towards you. And so I really felt that as I was searching, it, it was almost like God was showing me like, this is the way. And I found peace in Islam. And I believe it is the right religion. And that's why I'm still Muslim. Amazing. And why have you switched over to Christianity since Christianity is the best religion on this side of heaven? You know, Christianity was sent down by the same God I believe in. But I believe that it was a timeline. Like God sent down first Judaism. And then when there was enough time, people started to step away from the religion. He sent down Jesus, peace be upon him. We see him as a prophet to bring people back to the message of God. And that was Christianity. And then again, when people kind of lost their way, he sent down the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And I truly believe that all of us believe in the same God, you know, and so I don't see you different. Like I will sit and learn from a Christian preacher and I will listen to Jewish preachers speak. I'll listen to Muslim speakers. And I really do see a lot of similarities, but I just in my heart feel like, yeah, Islam is the right path. Actually, on that note, I actually have a question for you. Yes. If the great white hope accepted Islam, would you accept Islam? No. Why not? Because I'm a Christian. What drew you to Christianity? God. And do you feel like, have you ever looked into Islam? I have. But, and what but, about Islam? But just to understand it better, not to be a, a member of it or anything like that. And the thing that I don't uh, trust about Islam is that, uh, and, and maybe they've changed it now, you are taught to lie and deceive the Christians and the Jews, and that the Islam people see us as infidels, and their whole mission is to destroy the infidels. And so that's one thing I didn't agree with, but I'm Where okay if they want to do part? it. I'm sorry? Where did you read about that part? It was in the Quran, and I've talked to other Muslims that used, years ago that used to admit it, and they don't admit it anymore. So I don't know if they were told not to admit it. Mm. And, and I know that they want, the Muslims want to conquer the world. Yeah. <laughs> no one will, no one will shy, shy away from that. You know, we believe in like a, why do you want to program. conquer the world? You know, we want everyone to believe in God. I think there's a beauty in God. So I'll, I'll rewind a little bit because I want to address the points you talked about. The, the Quran came down at a specific time to the prophet, right? And so there was context for those situations. And I'm not a historian and I'll have to brush up on my history, but a lot of the, the directions that were given were for specific times for specific actions. Right. And so when you come in from that lens of context, you know, anything can be taken out of context. And so it can be misunderstood. Personally, I believe God created us all and God loves us all. And God put us on this earth for a purpose, regardless of if you were born Muslim, you were born Christian, you were born Jewish. He did create you know, us and he does love us all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then to answer that question, why do Muslims yeah. want to conquer the world? Right. It's not so much conquer the world. 
it's like a referral program. You know, when you like refer someone to Netflix or, or Lyft or some <laughs> random thing, you get like points. All right. <laughs> it's kind of the same. Like God's like, you know, help spread my message. You're going to get points. And who, who of us doesn't, you know, want these points, right? Well, so, God doesn't want to conquer everyone. If they don't want it, he'll leave yeah. you in your hell. He doesn't, he doesn't miss sleep just because you don't want to come to him. He's not going to conquer you. He'll just leave you alone yeah. and let you suffer and die. I agree. Conquer, I guess, isn't the best word to describe it. It's it, more like spread peacefully. I feel like, you know, because in Islam it says, La ikraha which means you can't force anyone to do anything in the right. religion. Yeah. So you can't force anyone to get married. You can't force anyone to accept the religion. You can't force anyone to do anything. And they say at the age of 10, you become kind of your own person. You're held accountable for your own thoughts and actions. It's why I preach this a lot in marriage, because a lot of cultural Muslims, you know, they'll just marry whoever mom and dad say marry. Right. And they'll end up coming to me with problems, you know, like, you know, I'm not in love with my wife. I'm in love with my ex-girlfriend or, you know, he's been cheating on me or he I don't even know. He doesn't like my body, whatever. Really big problems. And the problem comes because it's like people are being forced because people misunderstand the religion. They take culture mixed with their egos, mixed with fear of what society will say, and they'll put it on other people. When right. the religion says you can't force anyone to do anything. That's how Christianity is as well. Um, but if you become a Muslim, and then one day you get, you get tired of being a Muslim, you are out, they'll hunt you down like gang members and kill you. Those people are extremists, uh, that's just, just to put that straight out. Those oh. people, that's not what God says. So when Islam came down, it came down not just as a spiritual thing, it came down as a governing tool. It was used to govern a whole society. And so, like in the U.S., if you gave away trade secrets or you tried to bring the U.S. down and you worked in, like, the government, you'd be considered, you know, like, what do they call it? Deflecting away from... Or a defecting, sorry, A traitor. Yeah. And so then you would be held accountable. And so it, that rule came down because during that time, like I said, there was a lot of context. There was a lot of people who pretended to be Muslim, but they were trying to take the Muslims down. So... I'll give you a little brief history for any of the viewers that don't know. Islam first started out in Mecca, in Saudi Arabia. But at the time, there was a lot of powerful people that didn't like it. They ran um, basically like a spiritual retreat, I'll call it. You know, so people would come to Mecca and they would worship their gods. So everybody had their own god and they would come there. It would bring business. It would bring a lot of power to the, the families that were there. Now here the prophet came along. The prophet was uneducated, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He was he didn't know how to read or write, and he was there preaching. There's one God. All of these gods are false. And you know the crazy thing that I tell people in hindsight, when you look at Mecca today, if you ever visited, you'll see that it's it's this huge economic like hub. There's so much money in there. But at that time, they were so scared that he would come and remove their gods and they would be destitute. So they persecuted him and him and his people went to another city. And so they started kind of their own religion. They wanted to be separate from everyone and do their own thing. Right. But there were hypocrites there, people who were trying to take them down. And so this ruling came out to put fear in the hypocrites' hearts so that they didn't act on it. And so... 
This is a fact. During the time of the Prophet, there was no one that deflected from Islam that was killed. He himself never put this law into action. And, you know, on a logical sense, like if I was looking at this outside, if I was a Muslim and I was kind of looking at this, it's almost like a deterrent, right? If you are governing a whole society, like if you were in a school and you said, mm, don't smoke drugs in the school. If you smoke drugs, these this is what's going to happen. These right. are the consequences. You know, obviously you don't really want any of the kids to smoke drugs, but if one of them comes up and is like, I smoke drugs and we're all going to smoke drugs and all the kids do this, it's going to cause a problem. You're going to kind of lose control and have like, so that's more of what it is, if that kind of explains it. It's hard to believe the Muslim because they've been taught at childbirth, you know, that you can deceive the infidel, you can befriend them, you can do whatever you taste to deceive them in order to take them down. So like you sound so nice, you sound so friendly, maybe want to join up, right? But mm -hmm. because I know you can't believe, because they've been taught to deceive, it's hard to believe the Muslim, even when they're nice like you appear to be, it's hard to believe it because you guys been trained to deceive the infidel. Let me ask, do you love the Jews? Well, I love some friends of mine that are Jewish. I don't know all the Jews, so I can't love all the Jews. Um, but just to answer that question. Do you love the Jews? About, huh? Do you love the Jews? I love some of my Jewish friends. I don't know every Jew, so I can't say I love the Jews. I feel like that's just a blanket statement. And so, But if you don't love all, you love none. That's true. That's true. So why don't you, know, you love even, all the Jews? Why don't I love all the Jews? Yeah. Just because I don't know all of them. But do you need to know them in order to love them? I guess. I guess if I was being a good Muslim, I would love them the way God would love them. So you're not a that good Muslim? A part of me. Sorry. So you're not a good Muslim? I attempt to be and but, I try to be. But you're and not. I guess to kind of say to push back a little bit and just address the first thing that, you know, we believe as children were raised to deceive infidels. I was raised Muslim and I honestly didn't even know there was other religions. So <laughs> I didn't know about it until I kind of started coming out, even though I was in Canada. And I remember asking my dad, you know, as I went to school and I met Christians and I met Jews and I asked him, I was like, how do we know Islam's the right religion? And at the time he told me we have the book, the Quran. And as a child, I didn't really understand what he was trying to say to me. As an adult now that I've learned Arabic and I understand the context, I could go back to the book, read it, and understand why my dad was so convinced because of the book. Um, and then to answer your question, to love all Jews, love all Christians, I think we're all flawed as humans. I don't think any of us is perfect. Even God says he put us on this earth as flawed human beings. And that if we were perfect, he would remove us. And he would replace us with flawed people. And the reason he put put us here is because he wants us to build a relationship with him. He wants us to know that no matter how much we sin or make mistakes, like we can connect back to God. And so that kind of answers that question of, you know, am I a good Muslim? At the end of the day, God will be able to tell me. I'll try my best. And I hope I am. But yeah. But he put us here so we can be made perfect. That's why we are on earth in order to be made perfect. Um, Do you think someone can be perfect? Yes. Really? When you're born again of the Father, you can. 
the real you. See, we're not our thoughts. We're not our body. We're not our feeling. And so the real us, the real person, can be made perfect. As a matter of fact, you're already made perfect. You just don't know it because we have identified with all the wrong identities in our imagination. Anger, fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, all those things, loneliness, suicidal thoughts. We think that those things are us and it's not. And so yeah, those things to, are the devil. We have to die from those things in order for the real person to come forth. But let me ask, so do you love the blacks? Yes. You love the blacks? Yeah, I don't know all of them, but my husband is black and I love my husband. Do you and love I've all the blacks? I've been around a lot of black communities. You love all well, the again, blacks? I, I guess the best way to say is we love everyone. Do yeah. you love all love the blacks? Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't say you love all the Jews. You know, I'm going to actually retract and say, yeah, I love all the Jews. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. You love all the Christians? I do. You know what? This conversation has made me grow. So, yes, I do. Nice. And so if you, you love li- all humans, everyone. Yeah. If you lived in a Muslim country, could you be a comedian? Yeah. I mean, it depends on the country, but it depends. I think, I think, and because I've lived in the, I've lived in the UAE for 15 years. So if I was in the UAE, no doubt I could be. Again, culture will come in where people are not familiar, you know, like entertainment, you know, they tell you be an engineer, be a doctor, be a scientist. I actually have my master's degree in engineering and in urban planning. And so I went down that route and I found myself drawn to communities and people and psychology and the minds. And so I made a career shift. And I it really depends. It depends on how much I would want it. What, yeah. What's UAE? What does that mean? Oh, the United Arab Emirates. So, oh, Dubai, so you could be... You could be a comedian there, but you can't in other parts of the Muslim world. So I can't give a broad blanket because I haven't attempted it, but I do know comedians. Don't try it. You know, it depends because most people think of Muslim countries. They just think of the Arabs. Yeah. There's Muslim countries like Turkey, Malaysia, you know, Gambia, Senegal, Comoros that are 100% black. And I've been to Gambia and if you go and talk about wanting to be a comedian, no one's going to stop you. Women, men, everyone can be kind of what they want. And the problem that I see with the Arab culture is people mix Arab culture with Islam, right? So the religion is separate, even though it came down to the Arabs. You know, some people say it was because the Arabs needed it the most. It is The Arab culture had so many problems in it. And so... I like to put that distinction because even in today's Oh, that's day, interesting. I didn't know that. What's the difference between the Arabs and the Muslims? They all look the same and they dress yeah, the same. Culturally. What's the so difference? So, for example, I'll tell you something. Like, like Arabs are a culture. They're a culture. They're people that speak Arabic. Not every Arab is Muslim. There's Christian Arabs. There's Jewish Arabs. Oh. There's atheist Arabs. There's Muslim Arabs. Muslims are people that have submitted themselves to God, that follow the religion of Islam. 
The language that it primarily came down in was Arabic because it came down to the Arabic people first and then it spread to many regions. But today you'll find Muslims that are white. You'll find Muslims that are Asian. You'll find Muslims that are black. You'll find Muslims that are Hispanic. You'll what find Muslims. Every single race, there's so many different types of Muslims. And so, you know, if you go on Google and you search Muslim, it's going to give you like an Arab guy with a beard, a white hat, a, a white <laughs> dress. And that's what everybody thinks that a Muslim is. But Muslims come in different colors, different shapes, different sizes, different ethnicities. Yeah. One other quick question. There's so many things I want to ask you. Ask and time going by. Um, <laughs> do the Muslims want to conquer America? So not conquer, not conquer, because conquer gives war vibes. And, you know, I'm not a fan of war, but Muslims do want to, to spread peace. And like for me, I focus on spreading peace in the household, right? So my focus is spreading peace between husbands and wives. Right. So if you ask me, do I want to spread my message across America and the world? 100%. Are you married? No. Have you been married? No, I live with them. I have kids. Well, I have one son and grandkids and great grandkids. And it's you, a mess. It's a mess? Yeah. What happened? She was crazy. Well, you know how women crazy are crazy? You, were drawn to her? you know how women are crazy? I know how women can get crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It you know like what? That. I always tell I tell men this. I tell men and I tell women, you have to pick a good spouse. No such thing. There is such, you don't believe no that such Christians thing is a good can't woman. find a good woman. Ah, nah, there's lots exist. of good women. I'll tell you, you know something. You why they don't people. exist? Because, Say that again? May I tell you why there's no such thing as a good woman? Tell me. Because the God above is the man's God and the God below is the woman's God. And so she has the same nature that Satan has. And so that's why it's the responsibility of the, the man to bring the woman out of the hell that she's living in. So, okay, here's where we're going to disagree. That makes sense? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where I agree with you and where I dis disagree with you. I agree with you that above the man has to be God. Yes. And above the woman has to be her husband. Right. I agree in that sense, because God created us both. When he created Adam, uh, peace be upon him, he saw that Adam was lonely. He needed a companion. So he created Eve from his, they say his bent rib. And they said, a woman comes from the bent rib of Adam. And if you try to straighten that rib, you'll break it. So she comes with flaws. It's known. But if you pick a good wife... No such so thing. Good men. Wait, wait. You pick a woman <laughs> that will submit to you. She will follow your lead if you're a good leader. But you have to learn how to be a good leader, a good husband. And I also add this. A lot of men today, they're married, but they'll have other women. I promote marry them all. Have two wives, have three wives, have four wives. Because one, I follow Islam and God allows this. But two... Men and women have different natures and men and women are different. So yeah. when man is just with one woman his whole life in a society where sex is sold to him, where his wife won't always sleep with him, 
His wife, a woman has four weeks where her hormones go all over the place. <laughs> There's one week where she's down to sleep and three weeks where she's like, leave me alone. So well, Beth, you know, I believe <laughs> I want to ask you about that. But let me go back to one thing you said for you said that Adam was lonely, right? But mm-hmm. he wasn't lonely. He was alone, meaning that God, he needed a woman to have babies for him because God wanted instead of creating a man with his hand from the dust of the earth. He wanted mm-hmm. to find a quicker way to do it. So he created a woman so that she could have babies for Adam. And it's not like Adam was all alone and he was lonely and he was out of it. He didn't have those kind of feelings at all. And God wanted us to love him by choice and not by force. And so he created the 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 woman so to so that we can go through the woman, but not of the woman, but through the woman. So we can love him by choice. It wasn't by force. You mentioned that I saw one of your videos where you help your husband find wives. And how many wives does he have? Right now, two. And I'm looking for the third. I'm sorry? I'm looking for the third. Really? And yeah. you said you were married to a black man? Yes. Why not marry a white man? Are you white? No, I'm Arab. Oh, why not marry a white man? Why did you marry a black man? Because God chose him for me. He said he was a black one? God chose him for me. Where'd you get him from? New York. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? A lot of people ask me this and they say, oh, why did you marry this man? Why didn't you marry someone, you know, your parents picked or someone else? And I say, God picked this man for me. You know, I tell people, if you want to find a soulmate... Hmm? Is he a Muslim? Yes, he is. He so God said to you, Aziza, here's this Muslim man, marry him. Basically, and more or less. You heard less a words. voice? No, it's it's through feelings, right? God speaks to us. We call it wahi, which is kind of like emotions, right? Like you feel at peace with certain people. And some people you look at them and you're like, that's the devil. And we as humans, we really believe like in Islam that every single person has their own little devil and every person has to fight that devil. So anger, fear, insecurities, all of that. You're put on this earth to fight that. And so this man was a man that I respected, I admired before I loved. So I liked how he carried himself. I respected him. I felt a different energy from him than I felt from other men. And you could probably tell from this conversation, I'm pretty outspoken. I'm pretty comfortable, you know. And I tell men they have to be honest. They have to be good leaders. And they have to be aware of God if they want to find a good woman. Because if you are and you have a good relationship with God, it's easy to go out into the world and have God give you one wife, two wives, three wives, four wives, whatever it is you want. But you have to be that type of man. And so that's what I preach on CollectivelyMarried.com. That's the whole point of the videos. Right. It's to to make people believe that they can have anything they want. There's no shame. Like can you don't you, have to does he marry have a, a job? woman and cheat on her. Hmm? Does your husband have a job? Yes, he does. Does he have a job when you met him? Yes, he did. And he's black? Yeah. What the? Um, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. So let you me know, just, I got to ask this before I leave my thought. Do you support <laughs> the great white hope? Did I support the great white hope? Do you support him? Do you support him now? I'm not American, so 
I don't I don't vote, so I don't do any of that. Oh, but I, I, su- I support honesty and truth, and I support people that put out the truth, and that's the whole point. Like I come on here and I say, you know what? I tell ladies this. Most ladies that come to me that say, oh, my man cheated or I broke up with a man because he was not loyal. I try to tell them, "Okay, look, men are not built the same as us. Even in the Quran, God tells us that men's biggest weakness is women. You as a woman, it's your job. You know, women, sometimes we we've been pumped with all this media that tells us like, Prince Charming is going to come and take care of us and all of that. And it's not a reality. The reality is the man you marry, he's going to be attracted to other women. That's that's just what happens. You have to be realistic about it. Like go to Collectively Married, read the books. (laughs) But when you understand what a man is and what the nature of a woman is, you're not going to feel like he likes another woman. He doesn't love me. If your man married a second wife, a third wife, a fourth wife, you think I'd be out here preaching, bring him more women if I didn't feel like my man loved me? Like some people might say to me, oh, aren't you worried you're going to lose him? I have absolutely no fear that I'm going to lose my husband because we have an amazing relationship. So he has, and I two, he has two wives right now, right? You and another woman. Yes. And you're trying to find a third one for him. Yes. How many does he want? Well, I'm not sure. Sometimes he says three. He's allowed up to four. We're taking it one step at a time. If he can provide, so God tells us this. God tells us if he can provide financially, if he can provide emotionally, if he can provide sexually, like takes care of you on all the aspects, what's better? Sending him to go cheat, which I know a lot of men like I hear. I've even heard this joke among Christians that I have a wife and a girlfriend, you know, and it's like a common thing. But that's not good for women or men. It's not good for your spirituality. It's not good for the woman that her kids will be basically bastards. If he's married to more than one wife, they're all his wives. They're all treated equally. They're all seen equally in the sight of God. And then as wives, it's not your job to be like, oh, what is he doing with the other lady? You take care of your house. You take care of your man when he's with you. When he's with his other wife, that's his wife. But do you all live in the same house? No. Oh, you don't live in the same house? No. Because I was wondering when is sex time, you know, when that time of night come, right? Yeah. Do you leave the room? Do you leave the bed and let no. him have her? See, I'm married to my husband and my husband has another wife. That's it. Is he so, married to her too? Yes. And so when he's with me, my business is my husband. When he's with her, my business is becoming a better woman. You know, a lot of women complain to me and say, I don't have time for myself. I'm with the kids. I'm at my work. I'm with my husband. I never have time for myself. This is a great solution. You have time for yourself. What Go the? do what you love that your man doesn't like to do. Do you Go have children? Yourself. I do have children. By your husband? Yes. And does he have children with the other woman? Not yet. Amazing. Do you ever see the other woman? Not often. Because it's the same thing. Like I tell a lot of people. My husband is married to me. You know, it's it's weird when you hear it from an outside perspective, but when you live it, it's just my husband's with me, and then some weeks he's not. It's so like does he say I'm going to be man, with? Does he say I'll be back next week? I'm going to be with my other wife for a week. <laughs> Something like that. Really? <laughs> um, amazing. And so when you and this other woman well, see, before we move on, I have a question for you. If you had more than one wife or one woman, would you still be with that woman? In my father's state, I would not be, but now I would, 
Because when I realized I didn't love them, I just wanted to have sex with them. Men don't love women. They just love sex until they overcome, until they return to the father and their normal nature. And then they are no longer subject to the woman. They're only subject to God. Then they can love you with his love, right? And then you only need one wife if you want a wife. You don't need a dozen. But a man that yeah, needs a, need a dozen wife is only a about four. the sex. <laughs> a four, however how many. How many husbands can you have? Just the one. Why you can only have one, but he can have up to four. Because God said so. And even Where if did God, God say that? God ain't never God, said that. God said that in the Quran? I rest my case. <laughs> so look, I'll tell you something. Look at the anatomy of men and look at the biology of women. Look at us both. Right. Like, even if you break down the biology, how often can a woman get pregnant? Like, once a month, she has a day or two where she can ovulate, right. she can get pregnant. A man, when he releases his sperm, he releases 300 million sperm in one session, right? And they said, I forget the math, but they said, if all of humanity disappeared, like all the men on earth disappeared, and it was just women, it would take like 26 men to repopulate the whole population. Maybe. You know? And that was just someone doing some <laughs> random math. But to give you <laughs> to give you kind of like the, the image or the perspective of it, it's men are created differently. And I've spoken with men, men that are married, that love their wives. But, but God they still doesn't have these say, urges. God doesn't say that men should have more than one wife. He should only have one. He says I that know, in the Bible. I know in the he Old says, Testament he, he had more than one. you can have four if you treat them fairly. And that means that but you... But God never said equally. that, though. God said that. That's made up in we'll the Quran, but... with God on the day of... You guys believe in the day of judgment, right? In the day of, I don't know what that is. What happens at the end for Christianity is what happens when the earth ends, when you die? The earth is never going to end, and we're never going to die. What about all the people there's that have only, There's died? only one death, and that is the death of the ego, the false self. But we never die. We leave the body at some point, but we never die. There's no okay, such thing okay. as death. Death is just a word. There's okay. only, we have one to die from the ego. death is leaving your body. What we, happens after that? If you have not overcome the fallen state, if you still have anger, you just live a life of anger, of hell, right here on earth, right? Flying out there somewhere. But if you have forgiven, you have perfect love, you live a peaceful life in space, wherever, 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 right? But you never die. There's no such thing as death. Yeah. But I got to ask this. Why can't, what would, oh, does your husband beat you? No. He never beat you? No. How does he deal with you when the hell come out of you? The hell doesn't come out of me. You never let I'm, your hell out. <laughs> I get angry sometimes, but That's this hell. is what I, that's not hell. I'll tell you. Hold on. When I get angry, because this is something I also teach on CollectivelyMarried.com, you have to step away. The human brain, when you're stressed, angry, or scared, the logical part of your brain shuts down. And if I'm in that state, I don't raise my voice to my husband. And if I feel like I'm going to, I tell him, like, I'm not in a state to talk. We understand this. And I step away. I calm down. We come back. We have conversation. As humans, if you come to your man, and I see a lot of women do this, where they come and they try to outman her husband or her whoever her partner is. When you come and do that, number one, both of you are in a state where your logical part of your brain is shut down. 
So you're never going to resolve the issue. All you're going to do is yell at each other and it's going to get nasty. Sometimes it'll get violent. And that's why it's because people aren't educated on relationships and how to stay married. The divorce rate is so high because people don't know how to communicate with each other. So if I have a problem with my husband, if he has a problem with me, even when I was a, like starting to grow up and my mother was telling me about getting ready for marriage, she used to always say, if one of you is fire, one of you is water. Like you have to be calm with each other. And that's just something that we implement. Why not overcome your hell that your anger is evil. Anger is hell. Anger is abnormal. And anyone that has anger doesn't have perfect peace. Why don't you overcome the anger, period, and have nothing? Because it's pure evil. Why not overcome it? That's a great question. We can overcome it by praying. We can overcome it by taking a deep breath. We can overcome it by stepping away. Well, why don't you but overcome it then? We're human. Why don't you we're overcome human. it? Why don't I overcome it? That's that's a fault. Got to get better. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> you know you? what I'm going to tell you? What? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, most relationships, I tell women, just have sex with your husband. If you're having problems with him, it's because you're not having enough sex. But if that's how, angry, that's what drug dealers do to the the drug addict. He just no. he just keeps giving when, them in drugs. In marriage, it's not a drug. Sex in marriage, drug. when you have sex with your husband, you're getting rewards for it. God rewards you because you're building a stronger marriage. When you have sex, you're releasing dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins. <laughs> so dopamine makes you feel good. Oxytocin bonds you. And the endorphins <laughs> also relieve your stress. So if you're angry, you got to sleep. You got to sleep with your wife. That's it. So, um, sometimes did you grow up? Who did you grow up closer to your father or your mother? Both of them. But who were you closest to? Both of them. I, I I didn't have a closer relationship with one or the other. I was the eldest daughter and I was close to both of them. So my mother would lean on me to raise my siblings. I'm one of six. And my father would talk to me and guide me if I had any issues or something. So I, I went to my parents for different things. It's why every household, you have to have a mom and a dad, right? If you have a mom, there's certain things that mom can nurture. Dad is more discipline, more guidance. You know, there's other things that dad provides. And I had a balanced, my parents were in my life my whole life up until I moved out, you know. So every household you have to have, no matter And this is, again, if you're married and you're having issues with your spouse and you have kids, you have to take care of the kids first. If you take care of your relationship with each other, it's naturally going to benefit the children. So, yeah. Did your father have more than one wife? No. He only had one. Yeah. He was previously married before my mother. Right. But when he was married to your mother, he only had one wife. Yes. My husband's father had three wives. Whoa. Does your father know that your husband has more than one wife? Yes. Does he know you're helping him to look for more wives? Yes. And what does he say about that? Well, my father did not approve of my marriage to my husband. And why my not? My father, yeah, because he's black. Oh. So there's a lot of racism in the Arab country. Like, like I said, the culture. Islam says no black man is better than an Arab man. No Arab man is better than a black man. But my father and my mother were adamant against, no, he's black. No, they didn't even give him a chance. They didn't meet him. They didn't, you know, give him an opportunity. And that hurt. But when something is wrong, it's wrong. So you got to stand up against it. 
If you love, if you were close to your father and mother, why would you marry a black man instead of your own race? Because I didn't grow up in my own country. Um, so I grew up in different places, but God says we're all equal. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter the language you speak. Doesn't matter who gave birth to you. Doesn't matter how you grew up. If God put people together, there's a reason for us that we're together. And God introduced me to this man. And like I said, I had respect for him. I admired him before I fell in love with him. I liked who he was as a man. And that made me attracted to him. And I've, I've worked with a lot of communities. I've seen a lot of men. This man was something different. And I feel that God put something in my heart that told me this is my life partner. And so, but you're not allowed to take him to your family and all that kind of stuff? I haven't attempted to take him to my family. If my family is racist until they correct their behavior, then that's a bridge that we have to cross when oh. they correct that behavior. How many children do you have? Excuse me? How many kids do you have? I have one and one on the way. Inshallah. Amazing. A boy or a girl? I have a girl, the and first, I don't know who's coming. The first and one was a girl? We, before we go on, I just want to say, like, my mom actually tried to introduce me to a lot of Arab men before I married her, you know, and I and, you know, it was through like uh, arranged type of situations. And she's like this guy or this guy or this guy. And my conversations with them just made me realize they weren't the right partner for me, you know, and so it didn't work out. It wasn't that I said, nope, I'm going to go marry, you know, <laughs> it was just God wrote it. And I was a very open person. You know, if my mom brought someone, I gave them a chance. I was like, let me talk to them. When I brought a black man home, the, I didn't even bring him home. I brought the idea of bringing a black man home. And they're like, no. You know? And I was like, what? That's not Islam. That's not what we, I guarantee that's, that's you, not what you raised me on. So. I guarantee you the reason you married a black man because they were against it. And you I didn't know they were against I was actually you, very naive, you know. I, I told... Because my mom always said she wanted me to marry, you know, like, I think my mom felt like I was a very outgoing person. I had friends from different nationalities, different backgrounds, different races. So she was afraid that I would marry someone that wasn't from my country. Yeah. And and I told her, you know, like, no, you know, bring whoever. And every single person she brought just wasn't a good match. She brought so many guys. And I didn't say no to them. So many Arab guys. And I said, okay, let me talk to them. Let me talk to them. And then I was, I was in New York. I was pursuing my master's degree. I was working at an Islamic center. A Muslim man I met at an Islamic center during the month of Ramadan. You know, it was literally like the holiest month. He's amazing. And I, was I like, want okay, you to check that time. out, though, because you resent them. It's the reason you married away from no, them. I have, I have, have so much love for my parents. Have you forgiven have them for being, for have you forgiven them for being racist toward blacks? It's difficult to forgive someone if they don't apologize. Um, and racism is not something to forgive. It's something to change. You know, in today's society, there's so much subliminal messaging. Like the other day, I turned on a cartoon for my child and they de depicted the, the devil as a black man. And I was like, what? We know that the devil is made out of fire. That's what, and this was an Islamic cartoon. There's this subliminal messaging that shows black as less. And that's a big problem because God said, God created us all. In fact, Adam was black. He created him out of Adam soil. Adam was black. Clay. He was black. Did yes. he have a fro? 
I don't know, <laughs> but he was black. And this idea, you know, like there's a lot of whitewashing in history, especially in the Muslim community, where they don't recognize that a lot of prophets were black. They don't, they don't like even you. When I was like Muslim, you you thought like the beard, you know, Arab. Like it, it's hard to believe that there's Muslims that are from different backgrounds. But actually, the largest number of Muslims in America are black. They're not brown. No. They're not Arab. Don't tell me that. Um, that's not good news. But why not? Uh, because blacks destroy. They don't build. They destroy. That's not true. Yes, it is. Have Every, you gone to Africa? What? Have you been to any country in Africa? Africa is hell to live in. Ain't no way I'm going over there. I used to well, want to go visit. You gotta go there. Go to Gambia. Go to Kenya. Go to Rwanda. Go to Uganda. I, I only named four. Go check them out. But Rwanda is a bad place. It's horrible. It's not. Let it's me not. ask you this. Let, uh, me tell, let, let me tell you this before you ask that question. Media always puts a picture in our minds, right? You have to ask why. Why is this picture the one they're presenting? Why is it when you Google Africa, you just see hungry people with water? Why is it that the map of the world, when they show Africa, they show it tiny? When actually it is huge. Why, where do all of our resources come from? What does the Congo give us? The iPhone that we have? You like real Everything black. comes from Africa. You, you, you got to go visit. Go visit. You'll change your mind. <laughs> oh and anyone God. that feels this way about Africa, I, I invite you, go visit Africa. Go talk to people out there. You're going to find the kindest people, the most amazing woman, delicious food, have you been to the South same Africa? Media, the same media that tells you Africa is horrible is the same media that tells you Donald Trump is horrible. Have you been to South Africa? I have not been to South Africa. Not you yet. don't want to go now. The blacks are running it. They have destroyed it. They're killing the white people on the farmlands, on the road. They're carjacking and, and smashing grabbing, just like they're doing in America. It's bad over there. I have to go visit. I don't know much, but I also don't I'll like rest fear. My case. Right? Huh? I rest Let's my plan case. a trip. Let's plan a trip. We'll uh, go to South Africa. All right. We show uh, them all of it. Okay. <laughs> Let me add, there's no sense. I'll tell thing. my husband to bring his other wife so you can meet her too. That'll be amazing. <laughs> um, um, there's no such thing as racism. You said race. Oh, I want to ask two questions about that. Number one, why do the Muslims hate the blacks so much? Again, it's not Muslims because there are the black a Muslims. The Arabs. Right? The Arabs hate the blacks. Why? And it's because of, of colonization. It's because of ego. It's thinking someone is better than someone else. It's years and years and years of telling yourself white is better than black. It's it's just a whole bunch of garbage. It's not. And based why on do anything. the why do the blacks hate the Arabs so much? I don't know any blacks that hate Arabs. Yeah, I'm not aware of that one. The same blacks that hate the whites. I, I can't talk to something that I don't know about. That's that's um, that's how I answer that. I I say but, that, but that. I actually before we move on, I want to ask you: Can I help you find your first wife? No. Why uh, not? I'll let God give it to me if it meant to be. How, uh, how are you finding your wife? By not looking. Really? You're only, suppo you? you're only supposed to seek the kingdom of God 
and nothing else, along with nothing else, no one else. You're not supposed to want for anything. And when you do that, he will add what you need to have. He will add it unto you. Do you sit at home and say, I'm not going to work. I'll let God bring me the money. No, I, I go to work and he provides. Okay. Then you got to go and find a wife and he'll no, provide. No, he tell you to only seek the kingdom of God and nothing else. And he will but add, you see, you he, he knows your needs. He knows what you need. He will add that unto you when it's meant to be. But because of time, I got to ask, racism doesn't exist. Why do people believe racism exists? Why do you believe it? Because I've seen it. But, I've actually... What I've, does I've, it look like? I didn't understand it until I was married to a black man. And I saw how people treat him and how they treat me. What does I'm racism not, I'm not look even like? white. Like, look, I'm a Muslim woman. And there are some biases that come with looking the way I look. But I had seen real... Like horrible things that my husband went through simply because people look at him and judge him based off the color of his skin. And he's an amazing man. Big how do heart. you know that's why they look at him? Hmm? How do because you know? How do you know they're looking at him because of the color of his skin? Because they say it. They say I'm looking at <laughs> they you. Say be- it. They say I'm looking at you because of the color of your skin. They say things like, for example, uh, for example, my father told me. All black men will leave their wives. This man will leave you. My mother told me all black people have AIDS. Like those things are not true, first of all. And that well, is a belief racism. that they have. That's not racism. It is. What is it? Hatred. Hatred. Yeah. That's the same thing. That's hatred. No, it's hatred not. Towards a hatred, hatred is evil. It's the nature of the devil, right? Racism yeah. is a made up word to cover up hatred. So that the mm. devil can do his work. But our battle is a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil inside of us, our imagination, and outside of us, inside of others. And most people don't have love because they love the hell. And so they are like against you because they hate you, not because they're racist. They have wicked hearts okay. and no love. Okay, I, I can agree with you on that. Yeah. I have a question for you. If you're not married, how do you deal with your sexual urges? Well, now it's not an issue, but I used to date a lot when I was really into it. I used to turn, I was a slap maker. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw that clip. And I, <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm overcoming the fallen state, it's not an issue. I want to ask what other th- I'm sorry? I want to ask, um, if you decide not to wear the Muslim clothes stuff and look like an American, would that be a problem with your husband? No. Would it be but a problem? But I wouldn't decide it. You know, I'll tell you something. There was a moment in New York when I did take off my scarf and I went out and nobody knew who I was, you know, and I felt something was missing. I, I, because I, again, like I said, I was trying to find God. And so I was like, let me try this. And I tried it and I realized, you know what? It's not for me. I like the headscarf because number one, you know how you say God tells you to seek the kingdom of God and not look at women? Not look at it. Don't look for anything but the father. It's the same. It's the same way. I believe God created us both to help each other. And so this garb that I wear, this clothing, it's so that random men don't look at my body and lust over it. They should only want their own wives or the wives God gives them. And so when I wear this, it covers my beauty. And so it's not available to everyone but my husband. 
you know? And so dressing modestly is important. How do you, do you, because this time is just going by so fast and so much I want to ask, how do you, do you, you support abortion? You believe in abortion? Abortion, it depends. Like, I don't know too much about it. In Islam, it's it when says women that kill, it is a, when women kill the men, children inside the womb. Me, I, I'll actually answer this in a better way. As a Christian man, is it okay to be a slut maker? No. Okay. So if we are following God, we won't be sleeping with women and having children out of wedlock. Right. 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 And so that won't even be an issue altogether. So do you support abortion? I don't know. You don't, because yeah, you I, don't I, know. I it's people's business. Like, right. if I have a child, I believe God gave me this child, and I'll give birth to the child. And God provides. God always provides. He says that with every child, blessing comes. And that's what I believe. But I also know that there's medical cases where sometimes women have to have abortion. It's like the baby lives or the woman lives pick one and in those cases you know it makes sense to preserve the life that is alive if we I, I agree about with life. that i yeah. agree with that so i think that's why we have judges and we have all these extra systems right that's so people can can you know every every situation is different so right. yeah that's so the best way to answer that did your husband make a boy first or a girl first I didn't understand the question. Did your husband make a boy first? Your first child, was it a boy or a girl? It was a girl. Beta. <laughs> Real man made boys first. <laughs> I never heard of that one before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning something new. <laughs> I gotta ask, um, should Men playing women's sports. No. And why not? Absolutely not? Because men and women are different. Like I said, we have different hormones. We have different muscle masses. We have different brain chemistry. We're different. And it's not a fair um, playing field. If we want to, the whole point of sports is to have a fair playing field. And when you bring a man, even if he identifies as a woman or whatever, he still has the biology of a man. Yeah. And so, we see it. They will do very well. They will, you yeah. know, surpass. I think there was a study that like an average, average man could do better than Olympic women. I forget what the study right. was, but it's, it's kind of unfair to women. Right. So, and should no. women play, should women play in men's sport? No. Nice. It's for the same reasons. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, uh, do women with degrees, do educated women, make for good wives and mothers? So difference between educated and degree. Because there's a lot of women that get a degree and they marry men that don't have degrees. And then they say, is this going to be a problem? It's only going to be a problem if you keep reminding him you have a degree, you know, <laughs> and he doesn't. <laughs> Otherwise, it should be fine. If you're educated, you're going to raise smarter kids. And if you're educated, then you're going to understand the psychology of a man. You're going to go to Collectively Married and read my books and help better yourself. If a, if a woman is married and have children. Before, before you ask that question, I actually have a question I want to ask you. Sorry, you, my arm. I want to know if in your past, what's a, what are mistakes you made in your marriage or in your relationships that you would would recommend to other people not to make so people can learn from you 
when I was uh, dating a lot, I had anger. I resented my mother because my mother tried to turn me away from my father. You know how women uh, are jealous of the children's father and they don't want their children to be with the father. And so I, I resented her for that. Mm. And so when I was dating, I would always end up with women that were just like my mother because you become attracted to what you hate. And, mm-hmm. and instead of guiding them, I would just use them for ego purposes. And mm. so, but I couldn't see, I didn't know then, I didn't understand. So that was one mistake I made. I didn't know, I thought sex was love. And when you were having sex, I thought you were making love, but you were just making sex. And in that fallen state, men only want sex from women. They don't love women at all. It's about fulfilling their ego need, which is the law of nature. And I didn't understand that at the time. I appreciate you being vulnerable with me and sharing that. Vulnerable? What the? (laughs) (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Vulnerable? What the? Amazing. Amazing. Do do you know how the, what the Muslims think about the great white hope, Donald Trump? There's a lot of Muslims that like him, that want him, that have voted for him. But you know what? I think I'm going to find you a Muslim wife that supports the great white hope. That'll be nice. (laughs) The great white hope. I got to put you on the hot seat. What's the hot seat? You got to answer these. I ask that you answer these questions as quickly as possible. Done. Let's do it. Oh, one last thing about Muslim marriage. Does the Muslim woman try to dominate and control the man in the way other women do in marriages? No, you know, actually the prophet, peace be upon him, said this. He said that if he were ever to command the woman to bow down to someone other than God, he would tell her to bow down to her husband. Oh, okay. So so you have to submit to your man. That's why you have to pick a good man. You pick a good husband, it's easy to submit to him. Right. And you know where to go to learn how to pick a good husband. Are you married.com. God for forbid you get a divorce. Would you ever marry are you allowed to marry again? No, I won't get a divorce. God has blessed me. He blessed me with an amazing man. You know, even if he passed away, I wouldn't find another husband because I really believe this is my husband on this earth and in the next world, inshallah. Amazing. So I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. Okay. We got to put you on the hot seat. Let's do it. What is a man? A man is a man. A man has a penis. Uh, is America the best country on this side of heaven? America is a great country. I love America. Is this the best country on this side of heaven? On this side of heaven? Yes. Uh, have you ever eaten kosher food? Yes. Um, what is love? Love is sacrifice, gratitude, and empathy. True or false, abortion is worse than slavery. False. Do we need more white babies? We need more babies. Do we need more white babies? Yes. Is the earth flat or round? Round. Should a drag queen be allowed to read books to children? No. Does a chicken have lips? Lips? No. 
<laughs> Is it ever okay to call a woman fat? Yes. Can a Muslim eat pork if he's no. starving to death? Yes. Oh, he can. Yes. Amazing. Do you love white people? Yes. Did you have fun? I had an amazing time. Amazing! Thank you so <laughs> much. I enjoyed that. So yeah. tell the people how to get to your website, your YouTube channel, whatever information you want to put out there. Yeah, if you want to find your soulmate or you want to better your marriage, go to collectivelymarried.com. Amazing. One last thing. So when you see this other woman, y'all see each other sometime, right? Mm -hmm. Are there like things you don't like about it, even though you might not tell her? You look at it and you see like, wow, I don't like this. No. You don't. And so you guys no. get along very well. Yeah, because my husband set a good tone for us, you know? Like I said, you have to be a specific type of leader to have a household with two, three, or four wives. And when you're that type of leader, you're not going to have women bickering or using you to fight with the other wife. No, you're going to be like, this is how you guys are going to treat each other, and that's it. And then you just submit to your husband. You listen to him, you let him lead, and you're wow. happy. And so, but Muslim women are not allowed to have but one husband. Just one husband. And that's okay. fair. That's amazing. That's amazing. What the? <laughs> well, Lisa, I really appreciate talking to you. And uh, we'll let you, uh, oh, let me just say to the folks, thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to support the Fall Estate by going to thefallestate.tv slash donate. Also, we're on Locals. So support us on local. Check out our merch and all those good things. Light, follow, ring the bell, and telephone, telegraph, tell your mama, tell a woman. All right, I do appreciate it. Let us hear from you. Thank you again, Azisa. It was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Same here. Amazing. <laughs>